I'm Glenn Southam and welcome to the podcast that shares the challenges, successes and advice of marketing professionals working in recruitment. You also get to find out their favourite swear word. You can find me on LinkedIn, follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Glenn Southam and the podcast website can be found at thelonelymarketers.com, the no strings network for marketers in recruitment. This is The Lonely Marketer Show. Let's get going. So here we go, episode number one proper. Um, without bigging her up too much, there was only one person that I wanted to kick off The Lonely Marketer, and I'm delighted that she agreed to do it. I'm really happy to welcome Audrey Larty, a friend and former colleague as guest number one. Uh, we're over in posh Mayfair today, just about Mayfair, more Green Park, uh, in the offices of Human Capital where Audrey is the Group Marketing Director. She's worked for a plethora of recruitment businesses, including Morgan McKinley, Proco Global and 510 Group where we work together. Um, and she's also worked in a number of the other industries and gone by herself for a little bit so getting those experiences were really good should we get this going yeah sure god that's cool. quite the intro it is thank yeah. you Claire. it's all right um it's quite funny because i think uh, you know we joked about it back in 510 worlds where we said <laughs> yeah. we'd start up our own agency for you know marketing into recruitment i, I i've done it you haven't yet. No, I Who knows what the future holds, though? Yeah, we've still got time. We've still got a few more years before the time, so never say never. <laughs> just a few, though. Uh, cool. So um, I just wanted to kick off, really. and we, we talk about it a lot, and we talk about um, the challenges of changing the status norm within recruitment and yeah. recruitment marketing. Um, do you think that's the biggest challenge facing marketers at the moment, is differentiation from everyone else? Oh, I, I think differentiation is one of them, but they're one of many. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the biggest thing that I'm noticing in terms of being a challenge for marketers would be actually marketers themselves getting them out of their own way. Yep. Um, over the years, I've kind of, and maybe this is an age thing, um, I've seen myself move to a position where I actually generally do know that I have something to bring to the table. Yeah. Um, what was there? Was there more self-doubt when you were younger? Um, I don't necessarily think. It, I think yeah, that that comes with anything. That's yeah. the maturity of just going through and having experience, a few grey yeah. hairs and everything <laughs> around it. However, um, it was more of a just a mind shift for me in that actually marketers do bring something completely unique to the table mm-hmm. that no other function can do, um, and actually not only believing that and owning that within an organization, but also then making sure that those people around you were aware of that too. Mm -hmm. Um, Marketing, as you know and I have (laughs) joked, is more than just kind of coloring or making stuff look sexy or pretty. The list goes on, I'm sure you can probably come up with filling the gaps. Um, The kind of thinking that goes behind just a, a campaign, inverted commas, or how you put a brand out to market consistently, um, build trust, help to build trust and authenticity and credibility. That is fairly complex. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't just happen by showing up. Um, or by an MD or a CEO or no. whoever you report to just saying, we need to do this campaign. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. um, and it's that realization and that ownership of the complexity of marketing and that we're able to kind of bring something which nobody around the table can do typically, yeah. um, really was the kind of 
the aha moment for me. Yeah. Um, was it one particular moment or was it when you kind of went out of the industry? Because obviously you've got a lot of experiences sure. of small startups, different industries, charities, everything. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I think it probably was leaving the recruitment industry. Yeah. That was probably the most Temporarily. Yeah. <laughs> uh, both doing my own stuff, you know, working with small startups. Yeah. Um, but equally when I moved into property, I yeah. did that for a really short stint. Um, mainly because I was able to see how the gap in the kind of property industry where marketers didn't necessarily have a voice. Okay. Marketing and recruitment in the property industry is very much um, driven by the big agencies okay. who do a lot of the kind of the hoarding and so and so forth. What a marketing it, function is more of like a manager of the agency. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and it was really clear to me that that sh- necessarily isn't necessarily where I worked. That yeah. was the situation. So that's the disclaimer. Um, <laughs> not all property companies are the same. However, it really made me realise that as marketeers, from my background, I was bringing so much, so many different ideas. Yeah. Um, and that was the reinforcement for me. I was like, well, if I'm bringing all these ideas, why didn't I speak up yeah. before when I was working in recruitment? Yeah. You know, why didn't I, you know, talk with more authority um, and really push my own agenda with it? So then you came back. You came back. And we like that. <laughs> I was. I came back, and I, I and to be fair, I was given the opportunity yeah. to have that run. Yeah. You know. I joined Proco Global back then, and it was one brand, yeah. um, and I was the only person in that marketing function. Yeah. And you know, at the time, I was trusted by my then boss to his. I think his exact words were, "Well, you're the expert here. Yeah, you tell us." That's it, um, and that, that's where you you need that confidence and. Confidence, not arrogance, to be able to say that to anyone within a recruitment business, isn't it? Absolutely. Look, you know... You wouldn't tell someone how to make a candidate call. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Um, And you said it. You know, I've talked about this many, many a times. I I definitely don't tell recruiters how to do their job, but you'll be surprised as to how often I'm told how to do my job. But I suppose there is an element now with marketeers, we... We do have to tell them how to do their job in certain ways yeah. because they're probably the biggest brand ambassadors and and there is that closer and closer tie between marketing and recruitment. I, I would probably rephrase and not necessarily tell them how to do the job but bring them on the journey with us. Yeah. That's probably been my biggest lesson. Yeah. And you were talking about that just before we started recording, how how important it probably does get kind of neglected within recruitment is how important internal communication is. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. The, the, you know, the, the start inside out where, where do you, where I would think in a huge generalization here, the majority of internal comms probably might sit with a people slash HR function and the marketing function is there to make the email look nice and yeah, things like yeah, absolutely. that. Absolutely. I think the key to that and the biggest lesson, so I think the person you see sitting in front of me, you today is a reflection of all the things I've learned along mm-hmm. the way. Um, and the biggest lesson I have taken away from that is that it can't happen in a silo. So yeah. my work with HR was just as important as it was with the kind of either finance team or rolling or out. Or the biggest biller. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, it, uh, marketing can't be isolated in yeah. a corner on a separate room or a dark, dingy room on the ground mm. basement floor. You know, mm. as marketeers, you almost have to kind of push your way and 
force the agenda. Yeah, I think we're always we're, we're we're obviously going to be biased, aren't we? But I, I tend to agree. I think the brand just touches every function. It can yeah. touch finance. It can touch IT. You know, IT and marketing are so close now. Even as silly as they may be, is is advising on technology for email signatures so that they're adaptable for you to be able to push absolutely. out marketing messages yeah, and absolutely. things like that. You know, and it, but I, I think linked to that, um, when I my first point at the beginning of this the session of right, mm. marketers need to get out of their own way, and mm. and I mean that in that, it's gone are the days where you have to ask for permission to be at the table. Ask for forgiveness, yeah. Pretty much, <laughs> um, you know, it's. We are not the first port of call where people think, let's invite marketing to that meeting. Yeah. Um, so I don't necessarily wait for that call. You say, look, I'm I coming to this is. meeting. I really <laughs> want to come to here. I want to have a 15 minute slot at your next Monday morning catch up. Yeah. Whatever it is, um, the more you do it, the more people realize, oh, actually, maybe we should get marketing involved. Yeah. Um, I think that would be the first thing. So the confidence to be able to to realise where the spaces you need to be in yeah. and make sure you're there. When, when do you think a, a, a marketer in recruitment can do that? Obviously, you know, we've learned it through experience and things like that. You know, is it just, you know, if you have the courage of your convictions in what you believe in, just get out there and it, have it a voice? It doesn't have to be big no. as well. It doesn't have to be like a groundbreaking yeah. here. As or, we need a new website. Meeting. We need yeah. a new logo. Exactly. Yeah. It simply can be, you know, the head of the particular team and, you know, yeah. they have a Monday morning catch-up yep. session um, just ask to be present yeah and if there's something that's going on that you either need to remind the guys of yeah uh, use a 10-minute session to talk to yeah. people in the team to remind them because so, all it can be is one of those people saying oh I'm really struggling to find X type of absolutely. candidates and for you to be able to say well how about we yeah. do a, a really short sharp sprint campaign or absolutely. something to find them and yeah. knowledge is key in that thing yeah. you know everyone talks about marketers having commercial awareness and being able to do strategy and <laughs> or not having commercial awareness and not well, being able to well, do yeah, strategy yeah, yeah i think you can't do either strategy any strategic stuff or even be commercially aware if you're not we don't really understand the business yeah so you know if you whether you have newsletters or end of quarter sessions all of those things you know are you listening who are the top clients yeah. you know who are the big billers and why are they the big billers what accounts have they necessarily done yeah being able to have a true understanding of all the what's going on in the business yeah. means that you're going away and having an informed um, planning around that yeah. but also as well it means that when you are in the kitchen making a cup of tea <laughs> and you speak to that biller and they talk about the roles they're working on or any particular challenges they might have yeah. you're having a different type of conversation yeah. and that's what I mean just moving out of your own way and just just pushing forward asking questions this is not groundbreaking big style stuff no. this is just you embedding yourself into the actual business that you can go back to base camp and then think about how that rolls out. I think another challenge is and you know we, we've probably experienced all the different kind of types of marketing departments there can be uh, in recruitment whether they're kind of you know you're the only marketer or you're with a team or you have budget externally is is having the confidence in knowing what you're doing but also being able to realize that you can't do everything you can't be a copywriter you can't be a designer you can't be a you know a web expert type thing yeah. and being able to to kind of use the different resources around you or push them forward I know that's something you know 
well at 510 we had quite a lot in-house didn't we we had graphic yeah. designers yeah. etc but I think you utilize quite a lot of external supplies yeah. for different yeah, things yeah. don't you and, and how, how do you kind of decide who you're going to use because from when we've spoke previously is you don't lean on the usual suspects if you like no. the, you know the <laughs> usual suspects of no. those who who you know position themselves as experts to the recruitment industry yeah, yeah. you kind of move away from that and look outside yeah I mean that's quite intentional yeah um, why because I think when a recruitment business when external agencies say we serve the recruitment industry yeah. they come with a preconceived idea as to what that means yeah um, and therefore in the past when I've worked with organizations who say that I get boxed into an idea of what the recruitment industry is kind of a cookie cutter service absolutely and normally the assumptions they make about the recruitment industry are about 10 years out of date yeah Um, and for me it's like that is the biggest crime you could ever do to assume something about an entire industry and think we're some monolithic thing which is actually not the case Um, so I do opt for organizations that align with who the identity and the type of brand of marketing I am passionate about Um, not making assumptions really trying to look at and find out well where really is the way that it can add value any examples without name without naming names you don't have to you know pick them up or anything any examples of any particular services that you found kind of really good whether it's web internal comms yeah anything. i mean I, I suppose the first thing i would say before that is yep. um, a large part of what my role is all the time is always networking yeah um i'm always speaking to um meeting with yep. um having calls with agencies or external people that potentially i may may lean on in the future yeah um, so like, you might not necessarily have a need right no, here and now no. But exactly. you fill up your little black book. Absolutely. And yeah. I'm building relationships with them. Um, you know, I, I'm working with an external agency now who we met three years ago. Yeah. <laughs> um, so not even whilst you were at this company, No, obviously. no, no. And, and I think that's key because mm-hmm. actually I, I know the individuals and the individuals, uh, individuals know me yeah. and the type of brand of marketing that I want to kind yeah. of push out there and that aligns with that. Back to your other question about her particular type of industries um i'm a big fan of the smaller agency yeah i want to be in a situation is where, that because of the agility or? no i want to be in a situation where my business is really important to them yeah um <laughs> because i don't have big massive budgets no. um and typically in recruitment you don't always do no. um, your so budgets so, are job boards usually in marketing well, aren't yeah, they? <laughs> I mean, yeah exactly um but i want to be in a situation where the organization I'm working with cares so much about my business that mm-hmm. actually wants to grow with us as a business, whatever yep. business. And that in itself is, has been great. So, you know, I work with one web agency, they're a small agency just in Manchester, and, and the first job was a small job. Um, and actually, since then, I've worked with them a number of times. Yep. And I'm sure if you calculate the value of the entire account that I've worked with them over the years, it's it turned into a bigger account. Yeah. But I needed a smaller organization that could say, we get it. You've got a small job on for us right now. Yeah. But to help you show the people around you what success looks like will help you on the small job. Yeah. And actually once, and that's the big, a big lesson for me is that if I can show internally what success looks like, getting more 
and doing more is far easier. Yeah. So starting small and business organizations that get that and understand that and want to take the punt with me on that are the ones that I kind of hang on to. Um, so that's that. And they do an, an excellent job because like me, they ask different questions. Yeah. They say, what about, I know this is a bit crazy, but you know, if someone says that to me from an agency point of view, I'm in, I'm bored. Yeah. Because that means that they really challenge both, both myself and them to really um, think about the project in, in a different way. Yeah. Um, no. And oh. that, that in itself is, that makes me a better marketer yeah. as well. I think, you know, I, I have no loyalty to any recruitment industry suppliers at all myself, but I think if you are going down the route and you are using a usual suspect in inverted, inverted commas, is that, again, what we were saying earlier as, as internal is you still need to have that strength to challenge the external supplier. You're Absolutely. the expert on your company, isn't yeah. it? So whatever route you decide to go down, it's still, you're the expert, whether it's in marketing internally or your business externally is, don't just don't accept a cookie cutter service Absolutely. but that's that's why for me the briefing process is probably yeah. the most important process yeah. for me and and every brief I pull together apart from the actual thing that's created whether it's a website or a piece of yeah. content um, it's, it's more than I need a new website yeah absolutely <laughs> Good. well yeah <laughs> it's really explaining the culture of the business some of the key um, stakeholders that we need to overcome um, you know I've done briefings before where I've found out what the CEO's favorite hotel is yeah. and why because that gave a real good understanding as to the individual that was the CEO that's interesting and so kind of like an internal them. persona building type Absolutely. project yeah, yeah because often what I am doing and have done in the past is presenting new ways of doing things yeah so there isn't um, an example yeah. Um, so it can be seen as risky yeah. I am the rebel rouser you know <laughs> I mean I my last firm but when I suggested that the guys will take selfies for the website oh my goodness the uproar because it, this because is that so exact exact search type thing as well yeah, weren't it's you just new. yeah it's yeah. different people just couldn't get their head around it you know and but you know, I look back on that, and I look at. I'm really proud of that website, and now it's you know the quality of the photos, the vibrancy, and the personalities that come across. We just couldn't have got that if we hired yeah. one photographer to do it. And really, honestly, it cost. We just didn't have the budget for no, it. No, exactly. um, so it's really interesting that you know that's really important for me why an agency needs to come on this journey with me. Yeah. Because at that process, when we thought this idea was going to completely crash and burn. I was on the phone to agency like, shit, yeah, I think yeah, we yeah. may have missed, missed the Kardashian call here. Yeah. And that meant, you know, we had to kind of come up with a mock-up to really show the guys how it yeah. looked. And, you know, an agency who understands what I'm going through internally, you know, they were they're my extended team. Yeah. I was working by myself at that point, you know, and that's for me what I look for in an agency, um, like a running mate, yeah. really, to help me go through this. Ten years ago, though, without without trying to reveal your age here. Uh, it, it, would your, was your mindset different in that? Would you try and do things a lot yourself? Uh, in terms of the external stuff? Yeah. No, no, no. I think, because I've always known where my strengths are. Yeah. Um, and often I'd be pushed into situations where I'd had to do it myself. Yeah. And I just wasn't happy with, with the, the quality. quality output, yeah. you know. Um, you know 
the, the beauty of being a journalist marketer is that I can touch most things. However, I have the absolute respect for the uh, people who copy, who are copywriters, you know, the people who can build websites, who can design. I, yeah. That respect is there and I, I hold it sacredly. Yeah. Um, and so whenever we've been... Well, you can't be hypocritical, like, can you, in the sense that absolutely. you want people... Yeah. <laughs> you I, think the, I want people to see me as an expert and therefore, yeah. you know, I, I respect those around me. And... Um, and that's the thing when I have been pushed in situations where I've tried to have to do that it takes longer yeah. I get frustrated with it yeah. and I just don't enjoy it spend half an hour looking for Microsoft Paint to do a logo God, yeah. yeah it's just ridiculous <laughs> and also you know I am fortunate enough to have worked with and still work with incredible copywriters yeah. graphic designers people who know more about the web than I will even care to start looking up yeah um, and those are those are people that make me look incredible. So yeah, that's the people I want to work with. I know, stand on the challenges here for a bit, but I know I know it's quite important to you. I know it's quite um, topical, maybe a bit a bit too deep, but around the kind of the diversity yeah. issue within in recruitment and things like that, it'd be good to just kind of get your get your thoughts on that, whether it's in recruitment generally and things like that. I know you've kind of started up a a little kind of side project. A side hustle. Well. I have yeah, a side yeah, hustle. Yeah. Yeah. A bit like this. <laughs> yeah. um, oh, where do you want me to start? Let's I don't know. It has, you know, how has it impacted you personally, I suppose, yeah, within sure. your career and then um, on a wider scale? I think what's interesting for me is when I look at the level that we are at, yeah. the senior marketing room, um, there are not many black women. Yep. Um, and, I, and I don't know why. Yeah. I really, really don't know why, and naturally, I do know why. I think the industry in itself has been a club. Yeah, there are, you know, and it, it's formed from a club. Yeah, and there are certain clubs that I wouldn't instinctively be invited to as yeah. part of the club. Yeah. Um, roles that maybe I might not be put forward to, or you know, feedback of. Right, not the right culture fit, yeah. which we know is absolutely loaded. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so that in itself is interesting. Yeah. Um, but I don't necessarily think that's unique to recruitment. No. I think across professional services, you know, you know, because you usually law, 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 law yeah, law, legal, and yeah. um, you know, just across the board, this is not just a, a new topic. However, um, very few people talk about it. Um, quite openly, yeah. You know, International Women's Day for me is always quite interesting on LinkedIn, as it is for most. Because <laughs> Tick box up. Yeah. Well, yeah, because also as well. Hold up a poster. We've done it. Diversity is gender, which is just so reductive and just limiting. Yeah. Uh, because within that diversity, there is class. Yeah. Uh, there is sexuality. There's disabilities. I mean, I you, know, work, you know, you know, I was reading just now. You know, working dads—that's quite a big thing now. Oh, absolutely. But uh, you know, yeah. for me, the, we have a lot of work to do in recruitment. Yeah. Because it's really easy to jump on the gender bandwagon. Yeah. However, and I've talked about this before that you know I could sit across a boardroom table and there'd be another woman who happens to be a white woman, and yeah. we have nothing in common yeah you yeah, know yeah. and you know I'm I'm seeing all these stats we've got X percentage of women and so on <laughs> and so forth but if a woman and a man both went to the same type of school and they would both come from the same kind of background yeah. how much real diversity do you have yeah, yeah and my yeah. thing really is to challenge 
more beyond diversity and the idea of groupthink. Yeah. What does that really mean? Yeah. You can sit around a table and everyone, someone, someone says something because you all have a particular way of looking at it. You nod your heads in agreement <laughs> and you walk out the door and you think that everything you've done has been achieved. Yeah. Um, because no one because spoke no one's up different. or no, yeah. no one has any different point of view or different experience. You know, I went to a state school. I'm from South London. You know, um, I'm university educated, which in itself affords me a certain amount of privilege. Um, but there are lots about the worlds I exist in yeah. that have never seen someone like me before. Yeah. Um, and actually it's it you know and so beyond just simply saying we're going to have a particular quota and get so many people through the door and have a day yeah (laughs) Yeah. once people are actually in the door what happens when how inclusive is it you know I've lost count some of the things I've heard in this industry over the time that I've been in it And, and if I wasn't the person that I was in I'd quite quickly to say I'm tapping out yeah you know uh it's just understanding the culture you are creating and truly how inclusive is it and what do I mean by that is that when somebody turns up to work every day can they actually be themselves yeah can they turn up and feel that if they are openly gay for example that they don't have to hide it for fear of being you know the latest joke of two guys you know talking to each other and therefore they are instantly gay you know those are the types of things which seem a little bit incredulous but are happening yeah you know and it's I think there's a lot more work to do and it's not just banter no and and that's (laughs) it that kind of idea of but it's banter and what does that really look like and I don't know where I saw this, but it definitely wasn't me. But, you know, diversity is obviously being invited to the party and inclusion is being asked to dance, you know. And yeah, yeah. That in itself for me is really powerful. I did not make that up. If no, wrote it, but, yeah, I've heard um, it. But I think there is a lot more that needs to be done mm. to recognise that people need to come to work and feel like they're in an environment where they can truly be themselves. Because if somebody's turning up to work and feeling that they have to put on a mask, that's energy. Yeah. That's energy that you'd probably more likely want them to put into their day job. Yeah. As opposed to kind of hiding that mask. So how how is, you know, bringing it back to recruitment and marketing? How can how can we as marketers within recruitment kind of help affect this I, type do you know thing. what the thing I would say in all of this is this is beyond being a good photo op yeah. opportunity um, it needs to be a cultural absolutely which is goes back down. to the internal comms yeah. piece the inside out piece you know you know how much maternity paternity leave is available there yeah. um, you know that for example a friend of mine um, is working really hard on extending the number of weeks of uh, paternity leave at his fur recruitment business that's going to change just the type of environment that people feel that they can actually stay on yeah. and want to kind of be with the business longer term mm-hmm. but it also means by calling it parental leave you include dads those who have um, adopted Good, yeah. you know you are starting to you know broaden this out yeah, yeah. as a business I suppose the question should be asked and that's where this is a collaborative piece not just marketing, marketing yeah. what are you doing to back up the inclusive environment what are that you you, you want to portray yeah. you know is the only way to get reward and recognition 
from you being a top biller <laughs> and therefore an output of revenue. Yeah. If it is, then maybe, maybe you might need to have a look at what that means yeah. and why that might need to change. And to me, marketing nowadays isn't just the output stuff. Yeah. It's the value added piece. It's, yeah, it's not just what you see on no, LinkedIn exactly. or on website. No, it, it's things. more than that. It's, you know, I've been talk, thinking about this a lot recently, you know, the 15 people that got through to final stage at interview and only one of them got the job, how did you treat the 14 people that didn't get the job? Yeah. You know, and what, what is it that your organization cares about and rewards and focuses on mm. at the end of quarter? What's really important? You know, marketing can have an impact on that by shaping plans to kind of help amplify it, ensure that it's talked about, the messages are there. But without the support of senior leaders to really drive that agenda, yeah. um, our hands are tied. However, back to where I said before, is that marketers should stop, not stop talking about this stuff. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> really? <laughs> I don't. I keep talking about it. I keep questioning. I keep asking questions about what that yeah. means. And, you know, beyond um, a nice soundbite, what are we prepared to do? What are yeah. we prepared to actually do? It's, fine, okay. it's, go, it's going back to that kind of that sheep mentality, isn't it? Everyone, everyone is making those same sound bites, whether it is International Women's Day, even whether it's you know um, mindfulness and mental health days and yeah. things like that. Everyone's making those same sound bites, but what what is actually happening? And, and, what how is, yeah. is it? and don't get me wrong, I think all of what you've talked about is absolutely on the right direction yeah it's better than, it really better than nothing but in where yeah. we is where yeah. we are but the topic you know at the last board meeting in your business yeah. or whatever business you're working in where did that fit in to the longer term drive and strategic direction yeah. of the business yeah. what do you care about what do you want people to know that you uh, stand, stand for, for. Uh, that is that for me is really really important um, standing for something you know Believing in something, having a business and a brand that actually gives a shit. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah, excuse, yeah. excuse my language, but because ultimately. I'll put that, the explicit race yeah, in this probably. episode. <laughs> episode one, good start. Start an explicit series, great. <laughs> you knew what you were getting into when you were wanting me to talk. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think, and that for me is not just something that I am moving towards or really passionate about. The world we live in is expecting this now. Yeah. Uh, so recruitment industries, recruitment businesses have one choice: do it or just become completely irrelevant. Yeah. And, you know, and and we are slowly creeping towards that. Yeah. It's not going to happen tomorrow, but increasingly, um, if you aren't relevant and if you aren't really driving any kind of purpose or direction, yeah, no one will want to come and work with you. Yeah. As PLCs and blah, blah, blah. Because they don't want, yeah, the big PLCs and the big brands and the small brands, well, they just don't it. want to associate themselves. Well, this is it. And also, as well, you know, and this is to my point we were talking before about some of the macro trends. Yeah. Recruitment is not, we, we can't escape them. They are happening to yeah. your Googles of this world, the, you know, yeah. the big Facebooks and Amazons. People are asking questions around the way they do business. Yeah, it's only a matter of time before we are heavily, if not already, under more scrutiny. Yeah, um, it's too big an industry not to be, isn't it? Absolutely, yeah. and I, and I think as an industry, we reputationally we haven't got a great one, <laughs> no. um, and so the the importance of building trust and credibility, so that people say. 
I work with this particular recruitment business because it says this about me. Yeah. I think that's the thing that people miss. Yeah. Where the choice of recruitment business is a reflection of them. It's the yeah. reason why they then push you at board level, they decide to actually work with you globally. And if that is the case, then we need to really start thinking, well, as a recruitment business, how am I going to make sure that I'm projecting the right image onto this person who's sponsoring me internally? Yeah. And what does that mean? I suppose the irony of it is, is that it's kind of the the flavour of the month at the moment is that whether it's video on LinkedIn or anything is that everyone, everyone is saying be more authentic to individuals and recruiters when they go out there but not apply, applying those same standards to to the recruitment business yeah. you know well, because there's no structure around it. Yeah, yeah. So therefore, if there's no structure around it in an organisation, then you, you rely on the individual to have, to be, you know, do the right thing and so yeah. on and so forth. However, if you provide some structure around what that really means, yeah. what does it really mean to be authentic at yeah. Business X? Yeah. This is how we show it. Yeah. What does it really mean to be, you know... And why, gain, is, it, and why is this important? Trust. Yeah. You know, we gain trust from our clients because we do one, two, and three. And at our business, if you don't do one, two, and three, then we'll have a conversation because actually that's what we stand for. Yeah. You know, I think you're asking a lot for individual consultants to be able to go out and be all those things without any type of structure. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, back to your point of how can marketing impact that, is that marketeers need to keep the management team honest. I yeah. think that's probably the, yeah. the, the, the one thing I've taken away is that by asking the questions, by challenging what's said at desk, yeah. and what does that really mean? Because the customer experience is marketing. Yes. Yeah. How people experience your brand, that's marketing. Yeah. And that's internal and external, Absolutely. isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. You know, and if things are said and if there are particular rules and procedures that operate that are at odds of what you're saying externally, marketeers the onus is on us to say something yeah. and to question it yeah. and to challenge it that's what we have to do because we're the brand owners absolutely because yeah. also then all the hard work you're doing externally is a waste yeah there's a bucket full of holes in it yeah, yeah. because consultant a doesn't really care about the 14 people that didn't make the job or yeah. didn't take the time from the client to get real feedback for that rejected candidate yeah. so they walk away with a positive experience of your brand yeah. you know those are the, some of the holes that I don't necessarily think any recruit business has got right just yet. No, no. Um, but I do think marketeers as the ones who are almost, as you say, brand and custodians of the yeah. brand have to bring up. Yeah, cool. We could we could have probably done a whole podcast. Oh, on probably, that. yeah. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> no, it's, not sorry. <laughs> it's not sorry. It's not sorry. You know, it's it's an important topic, and like you say, it's it's affect it affects everyone by the very nature of the topic, but. It is, it's, it's hugely important, uh, you know, it's good that we spoke about it, I think. I think lots of people have plenty of opinions and things like that. Yeah, as well, and, so and, good. and I think that's good. I yeah. think there are the good opinions. However, the caveat to that, this is, if you are necessarily so against potentially what I've said, yeah. please ask yourself the question, are you trying to maintain what you, how recruitment was done 10, 15 years ago? Yeah. Or are you really recognising that the landscape is changing and you need to adapt to it? Yeah. No, and that's the difference. Cool. All right, back to you. Okay. Biggest marketing success? Oh. Oh. <laughs> um, I mean, I... I look back at my career and I'm, I'm particularly proud of a lot of what I've done. Yep. Um, but I, I think 
the thing that I genuinely take away from me and over the last oh, years <laughs> are really the, the teams I've yeah. built, the, yeah. the careers I've seen change and evolve and grow. Yeah, they they are some of probably and they're fr- the, still friends, aren't they? I know oh, they're yeah, still friends with a lot of our team yeah, from yeah, back at five ten, and, and just seeing how they then kind of shape into their own personal brands and either work for themselves yeah. or or kind of move up the rungs of the ladder. That those are true successes for me. Yeah, because I'm passionate about the job that I do in marketing, and and often people on my team are quite have been quite junior. Yeah. And seeing them kind of take some of my ideas and propel them to the next level. Yeah. I mean, it's the ultimate ego, is it? Boost, yeah. but at the same time, but I think a lot, it makes a difference for me. Yeah, but I, so there'll be some people who who won't say that. You know, some people are quite protective of their of their job and their yeah. role. It's that classic of of hiring people who are better than you, oh, isn't it? It, yeah. it, it, it massively helps. Oh, There's a reason God. why that's said. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and also as well, I love it because they challenge me to be better. Yeah. And then I learn from them too. Good. Um, and actually being a people manager is the thing I don't think marketeers talk enough about. No. Because people management is always seen as something that the sales guys do yeah but people management within the marketing sphere or function is probably i would say far more challenging yeah i, I think so because you're, you've got a group of individuals who are very task driven which you expect is because some of them are quite junior but at the same time your role and i feel very uh, strongly about this is that not losing sight of the creativity element yeah not losing sight that yes we work in an industry which can be kind of formulaic at times yeah. however the creativity creativity piece is just as important yeah. so reading widely going to museums really pushing and challenging people to bring experiences from other brands back into the marketing function yeah. you have to kind of protect those junior people as well don't you i think because they're coming into into what's quite an aggressive industry yeah, they're working absolutely. working with salespeople who will you know, not not value them initially and things like that, and they'll kind of say, "No, I'm not doing this." So I think you know, you kind of have to be there to to protect them in that yeah. sense. Say, look, no, again, you're the experts. We're Absolutely. doing it this way. But also thing. as well, I think one of the biggest things that I would t- say to any kind of new marketer or junior or however experiences, you are taking a group of individuals on a completely different type of journey. Yeah. And the onus really is to think of creative ways to bring them along with you. Yeah. Um, I use comedy, I use repetition. Yeah. Uh, You know, I draw on so many different tools to do it. Gamification is always good in recruitment, isn't it? Pit them against each other. But you do (laughs) have to kind of take people on on this journey. And that's the hearts and minds piece. That's getting people excited about what you're doing. And then you've got to be, I, I think, especially where we, the industry hires so many graduates and people who aren't familiar to recruitment is that you've got to probably be at the start of their journey as well you Absolutely. know when they go on when they start on boarding and when they start training is that marketing has to be there at step one it can't it can't come in halfway down the line when when they've had, had their brainwashing sessions about getting into their day plans and then you're trying to interrupt that you've got yeah. to be in right from the beginning yeah, haven't you? absolutely and one thing i will say is that um you know i've been involved in uh, some interview process recently of some new uh, prcs and one thing i do think that's that that's gonna be quite unusual I would yeah have probably the industry. yeah actually yeah. yeah that's probably right um i think 
one of the things I'm genuinely excited about is the up-and-coming talent that comes through. It's pretty exceptional. Yeah. It really is. And in, what, in what kind of way? Compa- compared to if you went in an interview 10 years, without naming names of any of our former <laughs> colleagues, uh, <laughs> um, whose talent it seems like you're calling into question. Um, uh, what, what, what's the difference, do you think, of the, of the people coming through now? God, so much shame there. That <laughs> yeah. was actually not meant that way. Um, I think... It was more to your point of not necessarily making sure the marketing piece is um, evident earlier on in their onboarding piece. What I'm finding about the talent that's coming through is they are far more curious. They they understand marketing as a function that is part and parcel of both them, their brand, and the ideas that they want to take to market. They are far more inclusive and want more of my time than potentially would have been the case 10, 15 years ago in the industry. Um, But they're hungry for this. Like, you know, the landscape of recruitment is far more competitive now. And I don't know if there's some of the people that we've worked with previously, if if they will, started in the landscape that we did now whether they'd stay yeah um so therefore just by the virtue of the fact that these guys are staying and i want to be part of this and see potential growing careers but know that they have to provide so much more yeah they're just sharper they are far more enthusiastic they recognize that there's some tools at their disposal and are hungry for it yeah which is, is and you know, that in itself um, is great. I think as marketeers, if you can be part of any process in terms of recruitment, onboarding, do it, put yeah. your hand up for it, speak to HR, get involved in yeah. it, don't wait to be asked. Um, no. Because it's, it's so important. It gives you a real, you know, we haven't talked about it, but the employer brand comes under my remit as well. Yeah. Being able to speak to the people we're actually trying to target is the best focus group session you could ever do as a marketer yeah. in terms of finding out who you're speaking to in the first place. So, yeah, I, I'm excited for the future. Well, well done on not using a generalisation like millennials or oh, generation God, no. well, well done, that's, that's <laughs> impressive and putting everyone into a box. That's really good. Yeah. Uh, you spoke about it there in terms of climate exciting for the, the future. What do you think are kind of the biggest opportunities for, for marketers in recruitment? You know, whether it's whether it's senior level people like yourself or those who maybe have just entered the industry what do you think are their kind of the biggest opportunities for them that's a big old question to make a difference have an impact so I think that the I think for me the biggest opportunity for anyone doing marketing in this in this crazy world that we call recruitment (laughs) is that the industry's on the cusp of some big change. Yep. And if you could get yourself buckled Kind of the in, stuff that we were speaking about absolutely, earlier. Absolutely. Yep. You know, whether it is changing the face of what recruitment looks like, yep. the face being very literal in that sense, <laughs> yeah. um, but also the way that what it what it really looks like to have good relationships with clients and candidates what it means this idea of community and how do you cultivate that like truly cultivate it so people trust you and become advocates for you Mm. um there's so much change that people as marketeers can be a part of um and i don't if i look around i'm not sure but 
those people have got to stand up, haven't they? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. It goes right back to the point of yeah. view that I said at the very beginning. Yeah. There is great change happening and there's great stuff that you can get involved in. How you... You don't want to be chasing that bus down the road. No. Type thing but also probably, as well, yeah. like, well, that's not an, uh, a career that you really want to be a part of anyway. No. Um, but it's being able to recognise that this stuff is happening. Change is happening. That's yeah. the only constant we know about this industry. Yep. Marketeers can have provide an incredible... Um, role and a voice at the table whichever yeah. table you decide to be at to able to impact that yeah um it's kind of not get distracted as well isn't it i think there's so much for, for marketers there's so much noise out there at the moment whether oh, it's technologies and tools and different ways of working and things like you, that you only get distracted by that if you're not doing the work to find out what the hell your business is in the purpose and that why absolutely isn't it? Yeah. Like, you what, need to be working what, towards what, what it what business are you actually in like yeah. what do your clients care about what are you because yeah. some of that stuff may not be a distraction some yeah. of that stuff may Add make value. sense yeah. to what you're trying to do it only becomes a distraction if you're not clear and your management team around you have not set you not work with them to set any clear strategic direction yeah that's the only reason it will come a, become a distraction. Yeah, because then it might get forced upon you. Someone in your management team might say, oh, I've heard about this, let's Absolutely. do this. And Which is like, you know, it's <laughs> like when the consultant says, I've got a great idea. I love this because it happens nearly all the time. We should advertise on the tube. Like, come on, like, <laughs> that would be lovely. But realistically, no. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, why? Yeah, exactly. It's just an ego boost. Exactly. Yeah. So being able to be part of the right conversations that you are informed mm -hmm. is the main thing to allow you to choose which one of these tools you're going to do and why yeah so stand up marketers stand up stand up stand up <laughs> yeah cool cool right the last five five quick quick answer questions okay all right hit me one marketing tool or technology you couldn't live without buffer mm, interesting your favorite brand spotify Sound or noise that you love? Sound or noise? What? Come on. <laughs> the ping of my microwave. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Don't have time to cook properly, no? No, no. no I'm too no. busy doing marketing. Yeah. Um, profession other than marketing that you'd like to attempt? Interior design. Uh. Or looking at your Instagram like a florist or something, it looks like at the moment. You're trying to keep houseplants alive. Oh, no. It? It's my goal to actually keep houseplants alive. It's uh, called growth, Glenn. Okay. It means I'm an adult. Literally. <laughs> yeah. Okay, the best one. Favourite swear word? Fuck. Oh, cool. <laughs> What's yours? I, I'm the host. I don't have to answer that question. <laughs> uh, cool. So, that's the first one out of the way. Um, I really enjoyed it, and I think everyone will agree that Audrey is a great first guest to have on board so Thanks, thank you very much um, if you like the show then please make sure you subscribe and rate us where you can um, shouting about marketing in recruitment you know it's something we should all be doing and learning from each other and hopefully you've learned a lot um, from this episode and we want to push that marketing higher up the agenda within recruitment companies um, got some great guests lined up over the coming weeks so stay tuned and we'll speak to you soon. Oh, and don't forget to head over to the lonelymarketers.com, sign up, become a lonely marketer. The more the merrier. Um, we'll hopefully have an event later in the summer. Um, you won't get bombarded with emails and things like that. It's not that kind of gig. Um, that's done and dusted. Thanks, Audrey. Thank you very much for having me. Bye.